Martin. Martin. Jobber Talk with Martin. Jobber Talk with Martin. Coming to you live from my parents' basement, it's Jobber Talk. And here is the PWR Renaissance 4 review by yours truly. So, here's the rundown. Renaissance happened last, what, June 2017 at Playland at Fisher Mall QC. For the first time, I went there inside the mall and inside the Playland. And what was I greeted with? Well, we were greeted with a pre-show Backstreet Boys concert care of your former PWR champion, wrestling lord and savior John Sebastian. We hope to have more sing-alongs in the future events. No, no, you guys don't? Dear listener, why? Are you more of an NSYNC guy then? Well, you know, we can tell that to the boys and girls of PWR if you hit us up on the comment section below which has yet to be used for the past one and a half year of Jobber Talk with Martin. Martin! Okay, seriously, who's doing that? So back to the show itself, we had two pre-show matches, the first one being the tag team match. We finally found out who is the other Kakaibro with Kendrick, and it turns out to be, no, it's not Brother Jomar or Jomar, it's Marky. We'll take it. I like this tag team, not because of the way they look, not just because of that, but also because they brought a freaking tarp with them, complete with their names, their faces, and the doves and the clouds thing. That is so, that is just too epic that I, I think that's one level above meta. It's like you metagamed your own gimmick, and I like that. Props to you guys. I love that. So, good job on whoever thought of that. That's amazing. Uh, I really marked out for that. It didn't show because I was too busy taking pictures. Their opponents were Dax Javiera of Delirium, one half of the Double Ds, and uh, his partner was not Dan Erickson, who was injured by the Kakaibros, but his partner is Bolt. So, for the first time... It's Bolt and Dax Javier as a tag team. Uh, you would think that they will have the disadvantage, but no, they actually won fair and square. They did a good job as a team. Uh, they kind of beat up Kendrick at the end. So, yeah. But yeah, can, congratulations to the maybe f- newly formed team, I think. I'm, I'm guessing they, they, they seem to have a good chemistry with each other. Uh, this, uh, Dax and Bolt, I mean... Also the Kakaibros, of course. But yeah, I'm I'm surprised. Like this is their first time out there in the ring. But if it's, if, it might just be me. But I felt something there. Something's here with Bolt and Dax. So yeah, we'll see if they'll still be tagging the next few events. But if you ask me, yeah, I think they should keep this experiment on. They might click. I feel that they already did click. And it's going to be great for them. Next match is another interesting match. It's Mikata. Yeah, that's right. MC Kata back in the house in PWR. Taking on the fighting gamer Vintendo. So we got the fighting gamer back again after PWR rest back. 
and he's hoping to get a win again after his last win was with Kevin Skull over the last year. Well, sad to say, um, Mr. Vintendo lost again, but if you noticed him before the match and after and during the match, he was like doing these head ticks. It was like he was updating or revamping himself throughout the match. It's like a PC or a uh, console upgrade, if you will. Uh, I kind of get what he was going for, uh, not because I'm a gamer, I'm actually filthy casual. But I get what that was co- where that was coming from, so I was like, oh, okay, I, th- I think I know what he's going for here, Nintendo. But sadly, he lost. But the good part is I think his uh, update patch was uh, already was 100%. However, I think it, it's not the patch that the people would want to see because Nintendo is now a... Uh, I think he has more edge to him now, like Chino would say in the SGP podcast episode that you listened to maybe a week or two before this one. So I'm glad to see this change of character with Nintendo. I hope it does continue. I think it's not just the people who I hear in the podcast. Uh, Gino from SGP. John actually talked about this in the past as well, about Nintendo's lack of character. Maybe this is what they want to see. Maybe this is what the crowd wants to see. So let's see where it goes for the fighting gamer. As for Mikata, good job for getting that win over Nintendo. So, so now let's go to the main show. It's opening was... The Mahabang Usapan with Rhetoric Mahaba stated that it was a rhetorical show. It was his show that us, the crowd, are nothing but watchers and non-doers. It reminded me of Survivor Second Chances with Andrew Savage saying that Stephen and other people like him are <clears throat> wimpy little non-leader type guys. So yeah... I had to put the Survivor reference right there. So sue me, guys. But overall, I like this uh, dynamic between Rhetoric Mahaba and Ralph Imabayashi. It's like he, and by he I mean Rhetoric Mahaba, is the advocate of Ralph Imabayashi. So yeah, I'm glad to see this direction. Though it's going to be interesting to see if one of them turns on the other in the near future. Well, fine, maybe not near future, but I mean, if that will go to that direction, it'll be so exciting to see that maybe one or two years down the line. But for now, let us I'm going to enjoy this pairing. And uh, this pair being a heel tag team or a duo, I guess. So Mr. C said he has had enough of Rhetoric Mahaba and Ralph Imabayashi hogging the mic time and hogging the ring. So he gives Mr. Mahaba his match against Zayden Trudeau. And by the way, damn, those trunks. Very good. Good design. The match was short and sweet with uh, Trudeau getting some offense in with his uh, good kicks. But Mahaba used his experience and his weight and strength and size to have the upper hand against this young Phil Canadian sensation known as Z Trudeau. And he made him submit to the Jackalade. Post-match, Mr. C still didn't like what he saw at ringside and said, Well, Mr. Mahaba, 
you will be watching the main event, but you'll watch it via YouTube because you will be banned from ringside. So that ironic thing here is this. A few minutes ago, Mr. Mahaba was talking about the fans being non-doers and just being watchers. Ironically, this is where it hits him because now he's forced to be a non-watcher and a non-doer because he would be banned from ringside by Mr. C. Will he uh, adhere to that ban? We'll find out in a few minutes. But right now, let's go to the next match. It's Vlad Sinsik and Mike Madrigal. The Deadly Sins taking on the punk dolls of Robin and Martivo. Um, I really enjoy the Deadly Sins team. And uh, the punk dolls are also great. And if you listen to our last PWR review episode... I think John had it on point that these guys, Robin and Martivo, are a pair that was made for each other. They hide their weaknesses. They accentuate each other's strengths. And that's what you could want for for a tag team pairing. Same could be said about Vlad and Mike. So these are two good tag teams squaring off against each other. The... The main point of the match is maybe the surprise win of Robin and Martivo. It's not so much as the surprise win, but so much as the surprise miscommunication between Vlad Sensek and Mike Madrigal. Now, usually when a tag team would lose due to miscommunication, it's because they either hit the other partner or something screws up. This time, they were like having a friendly discussion. And then, whoops, Robin pulls the pulls a fast one on Madrigal and they get the win over the Deadly Sins. That was kind of nice. Props to them for putting off that good match. And yeah, I'm just confused. Does this mean Vlad Sinsek and Mike Madrigal might be going to Splitsville soon enough? My honest opinion, I hope they won't and I hope they'll get over this and they'll still be a unit come the next few months and you know maybe the next calendar year now both men can have a solid singles run i can see that well everyone would want to be the top guy but i think we have a lot to go and a lot to see for vlad and mike ask the deadly sense before they have to go on their separate ways but maybe that's just me all right Next up, we got a debuting wrestler who's got the looks. Taking on your wrestling lord and savior, John Sebastian. So it's the battle of John Sebastian versus Brad Cruz. And this was after John Sebastian's tirade on the mic for not being on the focus at the uh, PWR Renaissance after losing his title and losing his rematch to Chris Panzer. So this match was surprising because... Um, Mr. Cruz, yeah, he got looks, had a lot of offense, and I think it really surprised the former PWR champion that, oh, God, did he just took me down? Oh, God, did he hit me? Oh, my goodness. Okay, I gotta take this guy seriously. And he did, and he finished it off with the kill shot. After the match, he gave him a fist bump, a handshake, a kick to the nuts, sent him to the corner, Rammed the referee's head on Brad Cruz's nutsack area again. And um, let's just say a lot of shots were taken 
for Mr. Cruz, for the referee, for the young boys, and almost for Mr. C. But thank God a certain young boy knows how to restrain Mr. John Sebastian. Good job, Camus. Good job. Um, next match is the uh, six-man tag team match player. It's between the network versus the YOLO twins and Ken Warren. Now, my heart was so divided on this because on one side there's the network and on the other side there's Ken Warren. And you know the unit of Warren and the YOLO twins. But the unit, okay? The, the, their, their team, not not the apartment unit thing. That's that's apartment units. Anyway, yeah. those tri- The trio of Warren, Johan, and Logan are more cohesive right now than the network of AB3, Chino, and the Idol. Why? Because Chino and Idol have been trying to one-up each other, uh, are trying to say, hey, I'm better. No, I'm better. And Idol really wants to get that PHX championship belt off of Mr. Ginto. So that made a lot of tension in this match going into the matchup itself anyway. Action was pretty nice in this matchup. Everyone got their offense in the assisted um, Bronco Buster by Idol and AB3 on the YOLO Twins was epic. I like the uh, in-ring talk between Ken Warren and the Idol. It was funny because I enjoyed the banter between James Idol Martinez and Ken Warren inside the ring when they were tagged in. They were discussing about Chino, Ginto, discussing about the friendship and stuff. They were like they're talking in English and Tagalog but at the same time if you just put that on mute it's like they're talking simless with the accents of the sims of either sim 1 or sim 2 I I was like saying oh you can put this on sims 1 or 2 and they were doing that motion stuff inside the ring with their arms flailing around that that was amusing actually I like that I like that part of the match as well Uh, the end saw the network losing because tensions were rising between Idol, Belmonte, and Chino. After Chino delivered a gold digger stomp on Ken Warren, Idol had to blind tag himself in and drag Chino off the m- to steal the pins. So Chino dragged him out of the pin. They argued. Chino and Belmonte left, only for Idol to get rolled up by Ken Warren for the win. After the match, the two members of the network swooped in to save Idol just in time before he got super kicked by the Millennials and it seemed like the network are okay right now. I hope they are. If not, yikes. But hey, at least they didn't... They did it in... But hey, at least they didn't, you know, break up right now. That'd be sad. Poor Chino Ginto. Poor network. And this is by far one of the most enjoyable matches I had for PWR Renaissance. Next match is a battle between the former PHX champion Peter Versosa and the fighter for hire Miguel Rosales. It was a very physical and hard-hitting match. I love the f- physical. I love the physicality between the two competitors. Sadly, the ending saw John Sebastian interfering and beating the hell out of 
both Joey Bax Miguel, and Miguel Rosales and Versosa and Sebastian trying to go to the announce table to try and assault Mr. C. Now, this is where it gets messy. A lot of fights spilled on the outside of the area and yeah, let's just say it got out of hand, uh, kayfabe wise, I mean, real life wise, I think they have handle on it. Though I saw that two security guards would not want to have any piece of the action, even though a portion of the crowd were chanting for them to help out. You know, for security reasons. Next up is the midget champion, Trian de la Torre taking on the apocalypse in what would be Trian going 2-0 versus the masked mauler of the PWR. Well, he did go 2-0, but it was due to ref stoppage after the Apocalypse just would not stop beating Tree and Delator inside the ring. But at least we had some grab camas action, and we had a dose of a new-look Frankie 13, or maybe a young boy who looked like him in ringside who was called under or over by Tree and Delatore before he got mauled by the Apocalypse. And the, after the match, the Apocalypse told Trian de la Torre, Enjoy your win, but I want your ass in all-out war match on the next event. So, what does this mean for Trian de la Torre? Does that mean he's gonna go 3-0? I hope so. But, uh, personal biases aside, I think it's time for the Apocalypse to continue his streak of being undefeated in all-out war matches. So it's the streak versus the streak. So which streak is gonna win out this coming PWR Live Bakbakan? Who knows? We'll figure it out come July 23rd at the Unila Bainihan Center. Cheap plugs aside, let's go to the last two matches. It's beautiful Billy Suede taking on Sandata. That's right, two of PWRs. Good-looking men are inside that ring. That's Billy Suede, the beautiful one, and John Lloyd. It was a very technically sound and savvy matchup with some crisp moves by both competitors and it goes to show as to why they were picked as the people to be in this match for number one contendership for the top prize of PWR. The ending saw a unfortunate Mr. C getting hit by accident by Sandata and uh, Billy Suede capitalized on that and rolled Sandata up for a single leg crab that got him to tap out. So as it stands, it's time for Billy Suede to yet again have a title shot of the PWR Championship against Chris Panzer for the second time. The first time they fought it was at the Father's Day event where the title was on the line, but Billy Suede won due to dubious means, so he never, on record, never held that championship. Maybe this coming event he will win this time against Panzer, or not. Who knows? But my bet is Panzer versus Suede is going to be an epic matchup come July. Speaking of Panzer, he was facing Ralph Imabayashi and JDL in a very epic main event match for the PWR Championship. That's two former PWR champions taking on the current champion. And yes, the odds were stacked against the leader of the Panzer Army, 
all three members of that match had their offenses in. Uh, Jadiel had his usual offense, the cannonballs in. Uh, Ralph got his strikes, his kicks. Uh, Panzer did his ground and pound game at early on, doing the Thez press and taking advantage of the other two opponents. However, the end saw Redrick Mahaba disguised in a mask trying to attack both JDL and Panzer for Ralph Imabayashi to get the win. He accidentally, however, hit Imabayashi over the head with a steel tray. So JDL capitalized on that uh, moment to unmask Mr. Mahaba and expose him as Redrick Mahaba. JDL and Panzer dove onto the outside for Imabayashi, Mahaba, and the young boys. And that's how they wiped out and took out Redrick Mahaba from ringside. So after Mahaba was escorted off ringside, the end saw JDL and Ralph Imabayashi countering and reversing each of their finishing maneuvers before JDL got the lock on the Inasal lock on Imabayashi. But while he had that Inasal lock on, Mr. Panzer went up the top rope and hit his El Guerrero aka now newly called as the Eagle Splash of the top rope on JDL and JDL was pinned by Panzer 1-2-3 Chris Panzer is still the PWR champion of the Philippines that's right overall I love the event um, Revo X and the I think what Mainit still tops the list of the top to PWR shows of 2017 but this one is like top 3 baby for me PWR renaissance so good job to PWR for putting on an amazing show at Playland and Fisher Mall and that's about it for our show please don't forget to subscribe to us here at channel14.com and you can contact me on the Twitter it's at the underscore Martin V for Channel 14, it's at CH14. We also have a YouTube page, so you can also subscribe to that. We also have other shows. Alright, believe it or not, we have Third World Linux, we have Bodega Nights, and we have my favorite and yours, Radio Norm. Six seasons in a spoken word show, please. And yeah, peace. reach this part this is the off tangent segment i am recording to you live in between toycon days one and two and yes i have been lacking sleep i don't care it's toycon weekend so if you're there if you listen uh, after toycon whatever i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did i can't wait for the last two days so yeah the opening of day two toycon is like about a handful of hours from now I gotta get some sleep in, but hey, yeah, I was hyped from day one. The only problem was coming from Moa back to the office, back to my house, was the horrendous traffic. I left the office around 10 o'clock. I got back here at almost 11. Yeah, that's not bad, I guess. It was either that or Edsa traffic, which, which would have had me return here like past 12 noon or mid, I mean midnight. Yeah, midnight. It's already midnight anyway. So, yeah. 
And after Toy-Con weekend, it's going to be Igasai weekend. That's the Japanese film festival at Shangri-La Plaza Mall. Before it was free, but now it's like 100 pesos per movie. Yeah, I'm still going to watch that. So I hope I can catch some of you guys there, Igasai, or at Toy-Con. If not, there's also that event where I'm going to be. <laughs> 